Be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 10, double figures, double yeah. digits, of the greatest podcast the world's ever seen. William, welcome. Thank you. How are you, mate? Been under the weather? Not not all heroes wear capes. I'm, uh, I've been extremely unwell. But you know what? They've got a saying in show business, William. The show must yeah, go on. it does. Everyone's been crook, but there's like one out of five people are going, oh my God, it's not COVID, but it's just like this heavy flu that's it's going flooded. around. Is that how, you, is that yeah. how you're feeling? It's, mate, I just caught, I started getting fevers and that on the Sunday and I just, it hammered me. Like I don't normally get sick either. Yeah. I never get sick and this time I actually have. And it's a worse timing because I'm supposed to be going away tomorrow um, for my wedding anniversary, my 15th wow. wedding anniversary. Oh, okay. Congratulations to and, you, Anna. Well, congratulations to me. I don't know about congratulations What are you, you going to do? <laughs> you have, to- I don't know if people at home can see, but he has He-Man and Skeletor PJs on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, je- I'm jealous that I don't have a pair. I'm literally just out of bed just to do this. I don't want to That's try commitment, and- guys. Thank understand you. that. Yeah, because I love you and I love yeah. the listeners. I love everyone except for... It's a big effort. It is a big effort. Flus. I don't love flus. I'll tell you what, everyone talks about COVID. Everyone forgets about the flu. The flu is... It's shit. Didn't they say something like they're going to put COVID in, in the flu sort of range like soon? Yeah, 100%. Like, no it shit. It's a flu. It's could have told, could you saw, I could have saved everyone's last two or three years. <laughs> Why didn't they come and talk to me? It's, oh, it's just sort of some so, sort of a flu. I messaged one of my mates joking. messaged me and he goes, "Oh, how are you think?" And I, oh, mate, I got the flu. And he goes, "At least it's not COVID." I was like, "Listen, imbecile, you don't know how sick I am. I'm lucky not More to be dead." More people die of the flu than the COVID, right? I'm dying at, at the moment. Stat. But anyway, I'm look tough. it up. I'm here. I go. I'm tough, ready for action. And there has been a lot of action this week, William. Yeah. There has been a lot of action. One bloke who potentially could have been feeling worse than me this week is uh, Reese Walsh, who was almost decapitated by Will Kennedy. I think if you don't have a head, you'd feel worse than me. How bad? How bad did that look for the game? And then Ramian's hit. I actually think, tell me, I reckon the Ramian one was worse. It's 100 times worse. 100 times worse. It was just a reaction thing. They just... I mean, the refs just, as I said, like I keep saying that they have these little meetings and they go, okay, anything that's around the head or neck, send off. If it's a shoulder to the head, send off. Like that's what they sit around and they do all this kind of shit. And then they overreact. Like have a look at the tackle in the whole entire thing, in entirety. Like he, like Kennedy's going across, he steps, he just hangs his hand out. There's no malice. If there was intent, if his arm was swinging to try and hit him around the face, send off. He just hung his hand out and he fell under his arm. Yeah. That's it's that's petty. That is really petty. And then you look, Ramian's hit, Nick could have cracked his could have cracked his skull. Yeah. The potential there, like a uh, orbital damage or shit like that, could have been way worse than just a guy who's just like an old fashioned coat hanger. There was no intent. If, if there was intent, if he sits there, sets his legs and goes bang, knowing that he got off, you know, like he got he got um his feet wrong, boom, send off. There's intent there. You wanted to hurt him. He's sliding across. He comes off. The other guy comes off his lap. He hangs his hand out, and you send him off for that potentially ruin the game. 
I think the funny thing with that as well, I think if Reese Walsh hadn't, like, he was like a cartoon character doing yeah. somersaults when he hit him, you know, he mm. went, legs went up and it, it looked, looked bad. It looked bad, the, but it wasn't, but, but when you slow it down and everything, it looks awful. But if you have a look at the whole thing, I wish these refs in the bunker, whatever, you know, whatever they do, do they sit around and just actually talk for about at least like 10 or 15 seconds before they make these drastic um changes you know what i mean a drastic thing like that just ruin the game for the warriors and the i mean it should have ruined the game for cronulla but it didn't didn't thanks to it the didn't. Warriors. thank you thanks. warriors what do you reckon about that ramian shot though like it's hard sometimes to tell because all of the cronulla players came running in think it was a good shot and it looked from side on like it was a good shot yeah. but realistically full contact to the head i'll tell you in, in rugby union that's an automatic red, automatic red card because it's dangerous. Aitken failed a, an HIA. Reese Walsh jumped back up to his feet. Now, I'm not saying Reese Walsh shouldn't have got sent off, but I'm just saying that because Reese Walsh, because um, Kennedy did get sent off, yeah. shouldn't preclude Ramian from getting sent and off. And that's for what worse. sucks. And that's what that's what pisses fans off. And that's that's what shits you as a supporter and, and something, a fan, all these things that people are. You look at that. And yeah, that's not a send-off. But then you look at the other bloke get cracked properly and what the game is trying to get rid of is shoulders to the head and you send him off for 10. It shouldn't matter about you're already down to 12 players. It's the rules. Yeah. You know, like they're trying to cut that out. Raymond's a very aggressive player. I love the way he plays. but And little things like that happen in the game. It's a mistake. There was no intent there. But, you know... People don't understand when you're running flat out, you slip a little bit. People have already, the players have already set in defense and they're, you know, like you're going to have to be like a genius not to like to, to pull out of that, to pull out of that tackle if you rain. No he's already set. Yeah. He thought he's going to hit his shoulder. There's, there's millimeters in it. And the next minute it goes, he, if he dips a little bit, bang, it's a shoulder to the head. Yeah. And it looks awful. But these guys, it's not a game of, Fucking marbles. Like these guys are out there trying to hurt each other. Yeah. Not intentionally, but you're trying to put big hits on. You're trying to be aggressive. It's an aggressive game. Little things like this will happen. The players have been outstanding in the last two or three years with these drastic rule changes, but they just have to get better. They have to get better. When you think about it too, Will, if you look at the kid will hit, kid, Dave Kid will still be in jail now. Yeah. He'd have done life without parole from that hit, mm. but he didn't even get big, did he, in that game? No. He got applauded. <laughs> Still is. He got a fucking statue. <laughs> so the other, but I think just the game. The game has changed, and I'm all for the rule changes if you stick solid to them. Like that's a send off with Ramian. Yeah. That's it. Simple. Uh, a spear tackle the week before. That's a send off. A, a coat hanger from Kennedy. That's not a send off. And he got less of a charge as well, so he'll miss less time than Ramian. Should just get a fine. Find them all. <laughs> it's just a fine like that. That's just the, the that's the ref's fault. They should find just the being Warriors. too reactive, too reactive. Just have a look at the whole play. It just wasn't. A, it just wasn't a send off. It just ruins the game. Well, here's here's a thing as well, Will. Let, let's look at the bunker, right? The bunker as a um a, as a concept. So mm. essentially, what the bunker has done. Well, we've got the voice going all over the place here. This is not. This is my sickness. It could be. <laughs> My voice sounds like this. But the bunker itself, I reckon it's creating expectation that there's going to be no human error. And there's always going to be human error because there's human error in the bunker. So if you look at uh, on Friday night's game, which was a terrific game of footy, but kick out, that was a massive knock on, right? Just mm. um, Thurston's come out and Justin Thurston, 
That's Jonathan's <laughs> New younger brother. It's JT's brother. Um, he, he came out and had a massive blow up on Channel 9 because he said it shouldn't happen. But the thing is, error happens and it's going to happen. It happens in life. It happens everywhere. I made a massive error being friends with you, for example, and I'm still dealing with the <laughs> repercussions of that. But if you look at referees, they're going to make mistakes. So if you take the bunker out, people go, oh, yeah, ref made a mistake. With the bunker in there and spending $2 million bucks a year on it and they still get it wrong – it makes it look worse. So it why looks, not just brush it? Yeah. I mean, human error is part of the game and it's still they, – they, they tried to create the bunker so there was no human error. But they won't even rule on a forward pass when you've got all the technology in the world and they still fuck up every single week. We're constantly talking about the bunker. They try to take it away from us this year optically when you're looking at the, at the TV because they went to the bunker and you saw these Derricks just hanging in the bunker <laughs> just going, yeah, oh, we're going to make this decision. And now they're just looking at the replay. But because if, if the refs have any doubt, it goes straight to the bunker. But we're just looking at it going, oh, God, they make, the ref must be making a decision. No, it's going to the bunker, people. And people know that. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. You could be putting that money into somewhere else. Like bankroll the, women, the women's game instead of having them on 330000 salary. 100%. We're spending, two, 100%. We're spending $2 million a year on this shit thing that just doesn't work. Like we can put our money into development. We're going to put our money into the country rugby league. We can put our money into the women's game. We can do all these things, but no. What is it? How long has it been going, Henry? Five or six years? Two, at running $2 million a year started what? To build it was like 3.2 mil. That's like 12 mil. You know, like you just like you could have done something else with that money. And, and ultimately it hasn't improved anything. You know, it hasn't. It's just pissed people off more because everybody thought with this technology that there'd be no fuck ups in the game. But they still didn't have the balls to rule on a forward pass. Imagine if the bunker was there. Just I'm a massive New South, New South Wales fan. You know that. But when Fergie threw that ball into Teddy about three years ago, that ball yeah. was three metres forward. Yeah. You go back to the bunker, they rule that forward. Done. Yeah. Game over. It's, it's, it's a draw. We go into overtime and all that kind of stuff. So, like, there's a lot of the, – the main thing is the forward pass. Or, do you, or is that just – that's human error. Might as well scrap the whole bunker if you're not going to rule on everything. That's, that's been mine all, all the time. If you can't rule on a if you can't rule on a forward pass, what's the point? Because that's the fucking thing that really ruins games. That was forward. Can't rule on it. You know what I mean? Like, why can't they go back to kickouts, knock on? Just they they, did, they end up scoring after that, didn't they? They scored in a couple of plays after, yeah. A couple of plays so after. They why couldn't they go back to the bunker and go, what happened on the lead up? They still did. They saw the knock on right there and they still didn't stop it. You gotta be you gotta have that power. The, that's what we put the bunker there for. To go have that power, go back. I don't care what happened. Kikau knocked it on a set, two sets of six before. I don't care. That's done. And I'm pretty sure Kikau would have went, yeah, fair play. I did, my, I I did, not, did, I did knock it on. It on. Yeah. You know, if it's a 50-50, you sort of let it slide. But, like, that's a genuine knock on. He lost the ball. And the danger I think you find as well, in, in rugby union, they've got the TMO, and the TMO can involve themselves in the game. So if just say in a, in a union game, they see that, knock on from kick out, will the TMO will get in the refs here and say there was a knock on? Yeah, and the go issue, back and look at it. And the issue with that is that all of a sudden there's more stoppages because there's so many mistakes at the ref. I just think rugby league has going for it is that it's a free-flowing, strong yeah. game where fatigue is an issue and things... Which they've tried to put into the they've game. They've tried to put in. Mate, let mistakes happen. Like, mistakes are going to happen. When you go back and you examine these mistakes, it just ruins the Because it amplifies it because a lot of supporters think, okay, the bunker should take care of that. Yeah, that's the, right. The, the coaches think the bunker should pick that up. They should pick this up. But they miss all of it, all yeah. the major things. That's why we're sitting here fucking wasting our breath on the bunker. Just can it. For, that's it. We've just killed the bunker. We've killed it dead. Blow it up. All right, the other thing that I wish I could kill 
if I had a chance, would be managers, player managers. William. Of course. They you are the, and player managers. I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> what has happened in the last little while is I, – I, do you know what? I genuinely feel sorry for Payne Haas because Payne Haas – He's getting blamed for being greedy. He's getting blamed for all of these things. And it's all coming from the manager. Now the manager's trying to sue the bloke because they said there was a cover-up on a story that everybody's already aware of. So it's not a cover-up, right? What story was it? Something, I think it was the drink driving. It was something. Anyway, Mm. look, Payne has got a fairly checkered past and, you know, he's a 20-year-old. Of course he's going to do stupid things. Everyone does stupid things. I'm 45. I still do stupid things. But... I look at this and I go, why would you want to have a player manager who ultimately, when things get tough, is yep. going to turn on you like that, try and rinse your name, and not only that, try and get money off you? What benefit do player managers have in the modern game, the end? Yeah, I think there's a big change in the guard with player managers. Um, there's been a, I'm not going to name them, but the guys that you just mentioned, like they're they're in that thing. They're they're, they're trying to take their, take their accreditation away from them because because the dealings that they have with clubs are just fucking atrocious. There's a new breed of managers coming through. Guys like Braith, Braith and Asta. Guys like some other guys that I do know are lesser names than these Alls and all that kind of stuff. And Isaac Moses and you know they're just they're ruining the game. Most of these guys and you can't do this to Payne Haas. I know like I know him personally, and I don't think they'll end up suing him. They're just trying to. Dragon control game. the narrative and like Payne Haas hasn't said one word he's a decent kid I think they just need to stop rubbing his name through the mud and trying to fucking make him look like they owe him he owes them money they owe him money here's here's the thing too Will if you're if you're a professional footballer or a professional sports man or woman and you've got a friend who is someone who's done something in the business world someone who understands about contracts, whether they're a lawyer or whatever, and they're your good friend and they would never rob you, yeah. go to them with a contract. Well, I think that's what's happening now. The, the, it's changing. The landscape of managers are changing. You know, guys like Beavis and CMA, all these old school guys, they're great. They're still great guys. They de- Clubs love dealing with those guys because they're the OGs of the, of the manager game. They know how it works. But then you've got these young kids in the last 10 years that have really fucking ruined the game for these young kids and clubs. Like, I could go right into it, but this shit would just ruin their whole career because I know exactly what goes on with the managers and, and clubs, you know, but I just can't really say. And I don't really want to say. It's no, not my shouldn't. business, and no. I shouldn't say. But I know for a fact what you just said, you know, there's going to be lawyers coming into the place. It's going to be a lot of guys that are in the business world that actually just want to look after these younger kids because they've been sick of hearing stories because they're fans of the game. They're sick of hearing stories about players getting absolutely fucked over by their managers. Getting robbed. Getting robbed. So these guys will just take it out of the kindness of their heart and do these things for these younger players. So this next generation is going to be, unless you're with one of the the big dogs, you're going to be going with some of these guys. And a lot of players are trying to get with these other guys, these businessmen who don't take anything from them. And they don't, they're not All in they it want, for the money. They're, they're not in it for the money because they've already they're set themselves wealthy. up. They're independently yeah. wealthy. And they, so they have no agenda. But when you're a young kid, you start your own management business, all you're in it for is to make money. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you're in it for the wrong reasons. Obviously, you want to set yourself up and whatever, but don't be such a greedy prick. Yeah. Most of these blokes know who I'm talking about. They're fuckwits, mate. They are. Yeah, it's the first time I've got you. See, I knew I'd no, get I. I know, but I know, but I, I know I'm not, I'm not not as one sided as you because I know there are some really good managers out there. No, there aren't. But there's a <laughs> there's about two or three that are absolute fuckwits that are ruining the game. 
Yeah. And the NRL are trying to get rid of him, trying to, trying to take their accreditation away, make it harder for him to get into the game, but they'll worm their way somewhere back. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys that, like my generation, guys have been robbed two, three, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand oh, no. from 500,000 some of these managers. Like it pisses me off and we're close mates with these guys. I oh, know. You know, so like it's, it's sensitive to me because these guys are fuckwits and I don't, I don't think they belong in the game. And here's another but thing. But they are. Here's another thing. Just say, for example, you're a player and you go, all right, my contract's up. Mm. And then you go, all right, my contract's up. And then clubs come to you and say, we'll pay you this amount of money. We'll pay. That's basically negotiating. So if one club offers you 500 grand and another club offers you 700 grand, what's the manager doing? Mm. They'd offer you that anyway. It's a joke. Anyways. Speaking of jokes, what I don't also like, I'm I'm very negative today. Just because you're sick. It's because I'm sick. Just hate the world. I do hate the world. <laughs> I've got another little bone to pick. So Adam Reynolds has signed with – first of all, whenever Broncos are playing South and you're a commentator, you don't need to say 570 billion times in the game that Adam Reynolds used to play for South. Everyone knows. We all know that. And he signed with the Broncos, and now he's playing with the Broncos. And if they're winning, the other thing is, you don't have to say, gee, South could use Adam Reynolds. <laughs> just stop it. I stop know. it. So petty. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, there has been a private conversation, and I emphasise the word private, between a radio host and Adam Reynolds' family, or some, you know, some multiple sources say, yeah. about how he's filthy with the club. Now, if that is the, actually the case, there's one or two things. Either that bloke needed to shut his mouth and keep the thing private or Adam Reynolds has said, I want you to go out and fight my battles for me. I yeah. find that option extremely unlikely. Yeah, I think Adam Reynolds has put South Sydney behind him. All he's looking for is the is, is winning with the Broncos and he's doing that now and he's playing outstanding rugby league. He doesn't like – that was a history. Yeah, that was history. What, he, what 10, 12 years with, with the club, local junior. Awful that he left. It's terrible. I would love to see Adam Reynolds sit there – and play for the, you know, play for for South for the rest of his career. But no, fairy tales, fairy tales don't always happen, guys. So if he's had a private conversation with this guy, and then all of a sudden, because I see it all over Twitter and all this sort of shit, that his family was in shambles and pissed off with South, and like this is from ages ago. I'm pretty sure his family's been, uh, is, they're over it. I reckon. They and then you've be. and you've and you've still brought this shit up now. Now. And if it was a private conversation between you and Reynolds, and you put this shit out, you're a piece of shit. Well said. Like I don't, I don't understand it. Like Reynolds seems to be fitting in really good at, at the Broncos. The Broncos are winning. He's playing good football. Why are you trying to make it negative? Is it because you just you don't like South Sydney? Maybe it's yeah. that. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's got a little bee in his bonnet because he left. You know, Reynolds is trying to build bridges. You know, like he, he left on good terms. Of course, he wasn't happy that he left South. No, no one was. No South supporter was. No, you know, none of these teammates were. You want to bring it up now, round ten. The Broncos were. The Broncos, Broncos are ecstatic. Broncos are fucking fine. Because he's been going well. He has He's the reason why well. they are in that position. Everyone knew the Broncos were building and building. They just need a good seven, best general man- floor manager, and he's one of the best. Yeah. And he's and he's, a, he's, he's a CP3 a huge... of the of the NRL. You don't even know who that is. Chris Paul. Why well, I even say I don't know. Zig <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> knows who it is. Zig uh, knows who it is. That's because I'm not cool. <laughs> I'm sick. Be nice to me. I'm going negative again. <laughs> who are we going at? I'm going negative at. They're carrying on about how during the Panthers game. Oh, this the is trainer, the, I know this all seems negative, people, but this is just the shit that goes on. It's a fucking soap opera. And I try and keep positive. I'm a positive person. Yeah. Not today, but so they've they're blowing up now that the trainer went behind the goalposts. 
Now, I don't know if anyone, I certainly, I could barely pass, let alone kick for goal, right? Mm. But if I'm a goal kicker, and you can probably run into this with, yeah. you know, having played with probably the greatest goal kicker yep. of all time, what point of the kick does the kicker stare b- directly beneath the posts? Never. Never. I've spoken to the great Hazamel Mazri about kicking. I used to stalk him all the time and what he concentrates on. Their head is down at the ball. They're so focused that only comes up after they've kicked it and gone through with their motion. All the great kickers know that. He wouldn't have seen fucking anyone. You could have been, there could have been 10 blokes under the post and he would not have saw him. No. Like that's how bad this journal, like how petty journalism is right now. That's, that's apparently a big deal. Like it wasn't a big deal. No. Like could, do you think that potentially cost uh, Penrith the game? No. How about you give some credit to Parramatta, who absolutely will beast that game? Mm. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Like Dylan what Brown, a- Junior Paulo, all these blokes were animals. They should. I, I honestly thought Penrith was just going to wipe them. But like, let's just give credit to Parramatta, not a, a trainer who ran across. Do you think he's thinking about trying to put fucking Cleary off? Even if he was, as if it was. Even if he was, like I know great kickers do not focus on anything else but the ball. Like he, you can tell, you can see, you can watch Cleary's run up. Yeah, he looks up and the ball's already in the kit. The guy's already ran past. He hasn't looked at him once. Shit journalism again. And have a look at... Very petty. And have a look at when a kicker is kicking at an opposition ground. There's blokes doing brown eyes behind the goalpost. There's blokes chucking oh, drinks man. at him. He's worried about that. Things as if he cares. He's the greatest... Ki- he's the best kicker in the game. He missed that one, though. <laughs> uh, and the only other thing that I would like to talk about is Cody Nicarima to South. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. It's an odd move. What do you reckon? Like, they've got Mitchell's out, so they've got Tarth at fullback. They're probably going to move Tarth back to 14. Mm. I can't see Nicarima dislodging Ilias or Walker in the halves. So, if you're worried about Taff and his size, you're not going to improve it with Nicarima. No. I think they're worried about the skill set and the timing that he has off Cody Walker and the pressure he's taken off Cody Walker, which is zero. Because they're just beelining for Cody Walker straight away. They mm. shut him down from the inside and from the outside. There's no real genuine threat out the back because he's not he's not that sort of he's not that sort of kid. He's not like Latrell or Ponga or Turbo and all that kind of stuff. He has his he has his um his positives, but it's it's not that threat out the back. And that's where if you have a look at South playing the last two or three years, the threat out the back is Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, absolutely flying onto it. Don't mistake. Don't think that Gagai is not a miss. Massive like loss. Gagai's a massive loss. He's been outstanding at the start of the year, but he was outstanding for three or four years down here. He was one of the best centers, like defensively, and with his nice silky hands and as a decoy, like he has a lot of his skill set is really, really high. Good, good friends of Gags. He's a great kid, and he was playing great until he got injured. But like Tath isn't a threat out the back. You probably slide him back to fourteen, where Nikarima has a lot. His his skills a lot. He's a lot sharper. He's got his skill level is really high. He just hasn't really found himself in the NRL. He comes in and out of seasons, few injuries, all that kind of stuff. That's really derailed his seasons. Kids play for New Zealand. Let's not get that twisted. Like he was a he had a really good couple of years at Brisbane. Went over to the Warriors. He's had his moments of brilliance, and that's why South gone. You know what? It's, it's just a little bit of a different look out the back. You know, and then you put Taff, or you put Taff, yeah. And I don't think you put Taff at fourteen, and you can just bring him on wherever you want because yeah. I think Taff can play in the centres, and you know he's a smaller body, but I think Nickarim is probably a little bit thicker. You know, he's a little bit more stocky, a bit of the Milford sort of build. Yeah, and really silky hands as well. Like he's got a really good draw and pass. He can he can spot those you know three three on twos down short sides, and I'll give him that sort of thing where Taff is not that he's a runner. 
He's not a. He's not like he doesn't think like a half. Like where Latrell out the back, he's got that skill set. He's got the real nice soft hands, like which all the all the good great fullbacks do at the moment with Ponga and, and Turbo, all these great guys at the moment. Where he doesn't have that. It's not a threat out the back. You yep. need a threat out the back, especially with Cody Walker there, because you shut Cody Walker down right now because there's no Cam Murray, and there's no Latrell. You shut Cody down, you're well on your way. And they've given Cody the captaincy, which I think he deserves. And I think it just makes him probably put more responsibility and accountability on him. Like, you're the leader of South Sydney. You're the leader. Take us. Because we, we need you to play 8 out of 10 every game. They've got a pretty easy run the next five games where they should probably jag at least three or four, maybe five, because they've got potential to, to do that. But it'll be all on Cody. And I think he's one of those guys where, you know what, he wants that, he wants that responsibility. So I expect him to go out in the next five games and really, really push for some sort of origin spot. Magic round. The yeah. old magic round, eh? Yeah. What, what if- can go wrong? 16 <laughs> NRL teams in one city. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's like the worst nightmare of every single... Nothing has happened, but... No, that's... Well, nothing that we know of. Surely they take him. I mean, well, you can tell you this. The Bulldogs yeah. are actually the first game. Yeah. Do they get him straight back on the plane Saturday morning and back down to Sydney? Yeah, I think I think that's what happens anyway. Yeah, you're not you are not staying there for, to watch all the games. No, you're back. You're training on Sunday. Yeah, if you're the Friday game, you're doing your recovery the next morning, and you're on the plane around about one o'clock. Well, the bars of Caxton Street will be happy to hear that that there's not. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, yeah teams. there won't be. I mean, there will be teams there because I know the Bulldogs will be flying up there tomorrow. The Knights will be up there tomorrow, so they'll be gone on Saturday, and then it happens like that. So a lot of these clubs will. It's a tight leash. They yeah. don't want, and the NRL, they'll be getting the phone call to the GM. Hey, no fuck ups. And the Queensland Absolutely government not. would be saying, listen, Pete, hey, we, need to- we need to get him out on the piss. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to make some money. There was COVID. We had no money here. The bars would be going, fucking, let's just put the bar tab on. None of that shit anymore. They'll do it. No right. gold cards, no gold cards on the bar, they'll- no good times. Um, you know, what, what happens these days is, you know, they'll play Friday night. They'll be doing their recovery ice baths after the game, go home, probably have a couple of beers at the hotel. Probably not allowed to leave the hotel. Yeah. That's just it. That's just the, that's the climate you live in. It's just not that fun anymore to be an NRL player. No, it's not. Where usually it'd be pretty crazy. Brisbane's pretty fun. You'd be up there. I don't even know. For three days. Never been never, there. Never been to Brisbane. Never been. So the first game is actually your Bulldogs against yeah. the misfiring Knights. Knights have got a few players back this week. Who though. they got back? Uh, Pong is, yeah, they've got um, Mitch, Mitch played Barnett. Last week. They got Mitch Barnett back. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll offer him a bit. Um, so they got Clemmer, the Saifidis. The they've the team, got Randall. Yeah. They've got Fitzgibbon. They've got Barnett. They've got okay. you know they've got a decent side um, in the forward pack, and then they've got Tuali and and Edric Lee and a few back in the back line too. So I think they'll go. Still right. not a bad. I mean, they're just playing really bad. Terrible. Bad, bad football for a Newcastle Knights team. Um, you know, like Clemmer and Saifidi, Mitch Barnett, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Leo Thompson. Like, that's your forward pack. That's not bad. You know, they've just been underperforming. They miss Gags. you still got Brandon Best. you still got Caelan Ponga, Edric Lee, Dominic Young, like Tex Hoy. That's not a bad side. They've just been really in a, in a shithole. Um, what do you reckon's wrong with them? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But, um, like, it's like it's, their forwards aren't really firing. You can't win games, man, unless you've got dominant forwards. You know, you need a pack that's just going to monster that other pack or just be in the game the whole time because 
It looks like uh, they've been, I think, Parramatta or someone like that. Remember, like, they made Lane look like fucking Gordon Tallis on the edge there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was just running rampant. Like, no one was coming off their line, line speed, all those little things. But one game can change your whole thing. You know, like, they'll be looking at the Bulldogs game going, all right, well, they're just going as bad as us. Let's just grab the two points. Rare to see the Bulldogs as favourites too. So that carries a bit of pressure with it as well for, yeah. for Canterbury. But I reckon they'll be up for it. Are you giving I mean, a pretty much speech? No, now? not a chance. Um, I don't say anything to them. I think uh, they'll, they'll be really disappointed in what happened last week. Yeah. You know, I was, I was pumped. I, I was more pumped to watch that game than the Para-Penrith game. And it was quite disappointing. If you are a Bulldogs fan out there, you know, you would have been very shattered because I thought we are going to go on a bit of a run. You know, yeah. we had Canberra, Knights, Tigers. Three very winnable games. We can still win this game on the weekend. We'll see what happens on Friday. But, um, yeah, it was – Canberra played – they didn't play that good. No. I won't even get into it. Next game. <laughs> this one's actually a tough one to pick because the Broncos are going quite well. And technically, while it's a Sea Eagles home game, it's actually at Suncorp. So – Payne Haas and um, – Kate Wilbach. Kate Wilbach. Yeah. And they dominated last week. Yeah. Um, they, they look scary. The Broncos look scary. They look like they got their shit together. You know, all the, you know, the Carrigans and the Fleglers, they just, they're fucking big. Strong. They're big all that, like Cobo and like, you know, all these younger backs, like Stags on the edge there and Farmworth and Corey Oates. Shout out to Corey Oates. He's like, he was playing Reggie's last year. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's been playing outstanding. Bit of character building there, like just going back and swallowing your pride, playing Redcliffe after you play for Australia and Queensland and in the grand final. And to come back this year and be one of the most dominant players, well done. I love seeing things like that. You know, sure just shows character. The Dolphins. I'm He'd be a sure. good pickup. He'd be a good. Yeah, pick yeah. Up. he can. I mean, I think he's. I think he's off contract. He's off contract. <laughs> it looks like it. Yeah, he's playing, he's playing out of like his it. skin. <laughs> 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 it's contract year for Corey Oates, and I would get him. He's six foot four, five. He's good clubman. Fucking got experience. Played Origin and Australia. Like he's one of the premier wingers in the comp right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. And I like. I just love stories like that when they sort of. They drop you to Reggie's and you think his career's over. No, it's not. He's bit back. Of, He's bit back. of character. Bit of character building. You've ticked the Broncos there. Eh? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I, I think any side with 14 Trebojevic's in, it's hard to beat. Oh, how good was that? I know. How good was that? Like, did you see how pumped, like, the difference in characters where Jake was just fucking so intense, like, <laughs> like he swallowing the mic. And, and then you had Ben... Well, I used to do work with at New South Wales Pathways. He was oh, always yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. like, he was always a prodigy. Like, it was just a matter of time. And then you got Tom on the edge, just like not really giving a fuck. Ben's sort of like, where the fuck am I? Jake, he's like, yeah, it's just great. Like, yeah. you know, like, and it's just such a great family from, from Monavale, you know, like Eagles boys, local you know, juniors, like local yeah. juniors. Like how proud would their dad be? Like I met his dad. I know. I met their dad. Like he's a great guy. And you'd be so proud. Like just watching your three boys at Brookies, Saturday Arvo. So proud. What a proud moment. They're just a great family. Anyone who knows a Trebojevic could not think highly enough of that family. Be interesting if if Ben Trebojevic continues to grow, there's going to be an so he, awful lot of salary cap. He's a half between. I think he's a back rower. Yeah. He only played in the centre, so he's like a. He, I see. I saw him cut someone in half. Like I thought it was Jake. Yeah. So he's got the sort of speed. He's like a halfway between Jake and Tom, yeah. which is dangerous. Dangerous. It's very dangerous. Like he's going to be a back rower. You know, you got lock. You know, Jakey in the middle. You got Tommy out the back. And that kid on the edge. It's going to be scary. Could be Trebojevic Stadium if this case. Should up. be. Better than what? Yeah, what is it? Thirteen hundred <laughs> Smiles <laughs> McDonald's one eight hundred Acor Stadium. Uh, that's that the best name for yeah. it. 
Uh, all right, the Warriors against the Rabbitohs. You know what I found disappointing about the Warriors and the way that they played against it? 11-man Cronulla, mm. was that the, the strength of the Warriors has traditionally been their forwards just bashing you through the middle. And the only way to play when a side is low on numbers is to make, yeah. the, make the space through the middle. Mm. And they just kept throwing it wide. I was like, what Who are do you, you doing? Blame Who do you blame there? Who do you blame? Well, I mean, surely blame the, the coach you- has to send out a message and go, go forward first, then go wide. Yeah, I blame. I mean, they're trying to put it all on Sean Johnson. Nah. I mean, I know, I know he missed the, a kick right near the end, where they're trying to blame him on it. Like he's been a little bit. He's been off. You know, he's um. But you can't blame him. Your forwards just need to stand up and just go straight go through, through the, the middle. middle. And if they are going out wide, you need a bit of leadership in the middle. And say, hey, fuck off. Yeah, bring it back. Get out of my way, and we're going through the middle of them, and we're just got to keep going until they're fucking buggered. Yeah. And then strike when we get down there. Build pressure. Build pressure. Build pressure. Doesn't matter how long it takes. You yeah. just got to break them. The only reason we we're going for the Sharks is because the bet we had a 13 plus <laughs> to win the thing. That's the only reason why I was going for them. Otherwise, I was just going, what are you doing, Warriors? Like, yeah. I felt sorry for the Warriors because that was, that was of all the losses that they've had, I reckon that's the one that that'll hit them hard. That, uh, that'll hit hard because it just looked poor, you know, and it's, it was not lack of effort, it was just lack of smarts. But anyway, they're up against the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs have been woeful. I wouldn't say this is the greatest game in the world either. No, definitely not watching it. If you're um, if you're going to Magic Round and then you've got this three games on Saturday, make sure you get there for the three pm game. Yeah, because otherwise it'll be played in front of no one. Uh, if you go, everyone just be there for Storm and Panthers. That's no, it. what about the Titans Dragons? That's another oh, huge yeah, matchup. No, it won't. Be low as hell. It was awful, super sad day last week. <laughs> Terrible. What? So the Titans have gone back. So Holbrook's gone back to the drawing board. And he's moved Brimson back to 5'8 from fullback, which I think um. is a mistake. Then he's got – he's. I mean, at what point does – as a coach, if you've got the cattle uh. and you've got the same cattle but you're just moving them around, like he's changed the centres a little bit. But at what point do you go, all right, well, maybe changing the players around isn't helping and I just have to create a game plan for the players I've got. Yeah, I think that's happening right now. I just don't think – like, I mean, he's come from Super League and he's played a real expansive game over there. That's what they do. They have – they they and he was, I think he was from St. Helens, St. Helens, Holbrook. They play a really expansive game over there. But you can do that against lesser teams. It works. Week in, week out in the NRL, it's taxing. Yeah. So they want to have they want to have a shot at you about three or four times. Like, it's taxing to these kids, you know. Like, you got to – you just got to have a fine balance in the NRL. You know, like, when you have a look at – Teams like Penrith and you have a look at like Melbourne Storm, they're just unreal at what they do. They don't like personally, I just say with the Titans, they're underachieving big time. Massively. With the team that they have. Yeah. And it's just and it does piss you off when you just keep getting moved from five. Just say if you're Brimson, five eight, fullback, five eight, fullback. No just put me at fucking fullback, yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm a fullback. Let let just just stick with the spine for at least three or four weeks. Like, but you just can't move him. Leave him at fullback. He's a gun. Yeah. I'm not sure who else they can play at 5-8, but... Well, they've had Will Smith Who is there. it there? They've yeah, Will, Will Smith. He does just their, job, but their defense last week on that awful. left edge was disgusting. Yeah, awful. You just don't watch Teddy run the ball sideways. You can't slide off your line. Some of these things that were just like the most basic defensive rules, they just weren't doing. Mm. Coming off your line sideways against Teddy, he's just going to slide straight through. 
Like that's what he did three times. You do that. You could have shut. If you try and do that against Melbourne. You get thrown over the sideline, yeah. or you get smashed by three blokes. Yeah. Or Penrith. That's what happens. But now nah, slide off your line. You never slide off your line right on the line. You never do that. You no. come up and just shut him down. It's sideways off the line. What you fucking? You make Teddy play like that, especially Tedesco. That's, you don't do it with that kid. Yeah. Anyone of all people, do not slide off your line near Teddy. Be a number one rule. Like you do all these tip sheets, like before games. There's a lot of studying. People don't understand that. All you do is like game plan for the Roosters all week if you're the Titans. Mm. What happens when Teddy gets the ball straight off the line? Numbers from the inside, all that sort of shit. Like you do that. That's what you do. Like you're a student of the game. If you're a student of the game, you would know that. But they don't. <coughs> Here we go. There's the first cough. So Brimson. So they're putting Jaden. They're putting Campbell back at fullback. <coughs> All right. That game. The tr- the dragons got pumped, but everyone's getting pumped by. I'm going to forgive them for last week. Yeah, dragons. Like, yeah, they're they're competitive. They're I good. like Amon at five eight too. I think you know he got put in the bin after a couple of games, but I think he's got some talent. Yeah, he he's only not, he's only nineteen this year. You've got to let the kid develop. Uh, the Storm and the Panthers. Poor old Pappenhausen. Oh, that sucks. That ruined, ruined it, didn't it? You right, darling? Um, it just ruined the whole thing. Ruined my night. <laughs> so with this game, I know it's a grand final replay and it's, you know, everyone gets up for it and blah, blah, blah. But is it a grand final replay from a couple of years ago? Last year was South, wasn't it? Oh, it was South. Year before. Year before. Yeah. Grand final. It's it's a grand final replay from... Yeah, of course. People would know that many times. If you know your footy, you'd know that. <laughs> but And it's the two sides that everybody thinks is going to make the grand final. But mm-hmm. how important... Like, do these care... If they lose this game, are they going to get all upset? Oh, we can beat them. I don't think Melbourne will be. <laughs> Melbourne won't be. But I know what Belly expects from, from their team. It's next man out mentality. Nick Meany is in there. Who else got injured? Remus Smith. Remus Smith. So they got this young kid in there, Marion Seve. Like, they just got to do their job. And that's the difference between the lower clubs and a club like Melbourne. Melbourne just get along with it. They don't really give a shit. You wear that Melbourne jersey. You wear that Melbourne jersey, you're expected. There's expectations of how you should play and act. And they have that. Like Nick Meany, look at him. Like, he's, he's playing outstanding. So um, that'll be hard to beat. They're no one in that four pack. Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, like big Nas was killing it on the weekend. Josh King played great. They'll be still very competitive. It just would have been more fun if we had Pat there and Remus Smith because Remus Smith has been playing outstanding. What about Harry Grant? Harry Grant turns Thanks. up. <clears throat> Sorry, he made more fucking meters than anyone in St. George's four uh, pack. I oh, know. At hooker. Remember last year? Last year he turns up. They sent him on, on loan to Balmain. He's Balmain's best player. I think he Tigers. got player of the year. <laughs> and then he comes back to the Storm. He goes straight in the origin and he's home at the origin. He's yeah. just a freak. He's a gun, he's man. He's such a good footballer. And anyway, Sorry, 167 metres. So he made more metres than his whole forward pack. Jesse did 153. Big Nas, 155. Kafusi 123. Josh King, 139. Kenny, 96. But the Dragons, 139 metres from their halfback, Ben Hunt. Look at this, like Molo, 52 metres, Tarek, 70. Josh McGuire played 126 metres. I think it was the best game he's played for a little bit. But, like, that's how many metres that kid's made, more than anyone in the forwards on both sides. Wow. That's pretty – that's impressive. Sharks Raiders? Sharks. Yeah. They were good. 
12 men, 11 men. Like, their defensive systems were great. Like, they just slipped up that week before. Would you move Nico Hines to fullback or keep him at, at halfback? Like, do you reckon? No, I'm keeping him at halfback. I reckon so, Not too. If, I mean, what's the name? Kennedy's a gun. No, but he's oh, this for this week. Yeah, for this week. So who are they putting there? They've, they've brought in Trindle to play halfback and moved Hines to fullback. That's fair enough. Do you yeah. reckon? I reckon just keep yeah. keep your spine. Like, but Hines can just do what he wants he at fullback. So I mean, and 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 Trindle's a Trindle. They were picking Trindle. This is what they thought was going to happen at the start of the year. Yeah, Trindle was going to be um, either six or seven. They didn't really think that Hines was going to be this much of a freak. He is a freak. Very uh, good team, man. What about the battle with Finucane and Lodge? Oh, whenever that was personal, if they know each other, they were fucking going hard as hell. Oh. Fuck, he's tough, Vanukin. Jesus Christ. He's, he's so giving tough. away 15, 20 kilos. Lodge is massive. And, and he was coming at and him. And he's aggressive. And he too. did not give a shit. I no. love it. Vanukin's probably, he's been actually near the by the season, yeah. him and Hines. The Sharks have bought super well. Mm. Um, the Roosters sort of played himself back in a form against a side that's pretty average. Yeah. This is the one they've got to go. If, if the Roosters can't back it up, then they go from, you know, you can forgive the first eight weeks or whatever because they're building into it and new combinations or whatever, but mm. if they can't back it up this week, then there will yeah. be questions asked. I mean, if they don't win or be really competitive, if they get smoked, it'll be, it won't be good news for, no. for the Roosters. They expect to win. They expect to win all the games. Hargroves is outstanding. Takayaho, like Tupanua didn't play that much. Victor Radley, they just sort of, they got that leadership in that club where they're like, you know what, fuck it, we're down a bit, boys. They got that siege mentality, us against everyone else. We're going to go up there and just beat the shit out of these guys. And they did. Yeah. So that'll get the got the two points, come back down here. This is the game they're prepping for. Then yeah. they'll know where they stand. And they'll be they expect to win every single game. I um I tip the Eels because I want the Roosters to win. Well, my tip is that's that your bad. method. That's how bad I'm yeah. going. Tigers and Cowboys. Cowboys are going enormous. Mm, they are damn. just good to watch. They've got Fords that are just smashing everyone. They've got yeah. Scott Drinkwaters playing like a genius at the back. Tom Dearden's actually starting to live up the yeah. potential that he had at the Broncos when they said he couldn't play. Back rolls and wingers, that Lukey kid. like They they look dangerous, man. How hard does that kid run? <laughs> Tal Malolo's got help. Jordan McLean, shout out Jordan McLean. He's been playing outstanding like a big boy that he is. Um, Ruben Cotter, crazy little back rower. I love him. So, yeah, Cowboys. Willie's Big Boys. All right, Big Boys again. They've been going outstanding. Um, my first point is going to – it's hard. It's, it's very hard to pick. I don't think people understand how much I put work into this. I don't put jack shit into the betting, but I do, I do actually put stuff into this. One point to Big Nas, only because the, the circumstances – my heart goes out to you, mate. You lost your old man a week ago. And he had to come out there with a heavy heart. He was very open about it, played with a lot of emotion, played like an absolute beast um, against St. George. So my heart goes out to you, mate. You're a good kid, massive, massive human, but an absolute animal. So one point goes to you. Two points to Talakai again. I'm not sure what position he is, but he just gets the ball so many times and runs straight through the fucking middle. It doesn't matter where he is, on an edge, in the middle, wherever he is. And it's just because they played with 12 players and they played against the Warriors, which are traditionally one of the most aggressive teams. Two points to you, mate, but three goes to Junior Paulo simply because he played against Penrith, who have probably the most dominant pack. He nearly played 70 minutes, and he got to about 180, 190 metres. These guys are making easy metres, close to 200 metres, 
Close to 30, 30 tackles, and their effectiveness is unbelievable. They're over 90% effective tackling. So to be in the middle, to put up numbers like that every single week is outstanding. So the leaderboard at the moment, Campbell Gillard, Talakai and Junior Paulo on eight, Jason Talmalolo on six, Big Payne Haas on five. So I reckon, I mean, I reckon if Payne Haas had played on the weekend, he would have got three. Well, it's a wonderful, wonderful day. It is. For a number of reasons and two great reasons and then an extra special reason. <laughs> so both of us, obviously, we're betting geniuses and we got our first wins up and the producer, again, failed. He's awful. Miserably. So we now, which is exciting, rather than having to look at the 7000 we won last year, we now have $707 in the kitty. Oh, wow. So Thank that's God. Extra, at least we won. Something. <clears throat> Shout it's out something. to Bobby Malia for the tips. Good on you, Bobby. <laughs> so, so this week, um, in, my, in my delirium, I've gone the Dragons to cover one and a half, the Cowboys to cover eight and a half, and the Rabbitohs head to head, which is giving me five dollars seventeen. I don't think people understand how excited we were on Sunday, we were so but then we were shattered when got Kennedy sent got sent off, and you're like, "Wow, we're fucked." I'm like. And I was just super positive going, if they can change their game plan and like defensively and like attack, they did exactly what I said. And then Ramian went off to it. I went, oh, this I was is like, we're gone. We're gone. <laughs> we had a massive agenda. Massive. Sorry, Huge. Warriors fans. Yours had already got up. Too. Mine already got up. So I just wanted to be the only winner this week. But then I thought, of, I thought about the kids. It's about the kids. It's all about the kids. So you have gone manly into the Warriors with seven and a half in Storm and Panthers under 35 and a half. And the Tigers and to win. And the Tigers to win. That's a doable, doable bet, isn't it? It's paying eleven dollars. Eleven it's, bucks. Bobby's gone. He's gone rogue this week. Bobby, the big Bobby, guy. like just say we only put fifty dollars on. Bobby's putting a fair stack. So imagine what he won last week. Yeah, well, he's. I mean, he's way more happier than us. He would have right. fed the whole country. Eleven thirty-one. He goes all right. So I hope he gets up, the big guy. And then we've got the producer. He's really dumbing it down for us, isn't he? Titans. He's not even not trying. He's not trying. It's he's just looking Titans. at the board and just going. Was that you, Henry? No. Nah, you, Henry? No, nah, it was a worst bet Zig, 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 Zig would do something like this. Zig knows who CP3 is, though. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. he's all right. I'm start betting on the NBA. Uh, so, all right. And then our tips. Um, oh, what have I got? Um, I'm on 44. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm coming equal second. Um, <laughs> what am I? I'm going to go the Bulldogs, Broncos, Rabbits, Dragons, Panthers, Sharks, Eels, and Cowboys. I have gone Knights. Manly, Souths, Dragons, Panthers, Sharks, Eels, and Cowboys. And no one cares what the producer no, I'll read them out just for the producer. Knights, Broncos. Or is this your, you, Henry? It's, it's Henry. fucking you, isn't it? All right. Knights, Broncos, Rabbits, Dragons, Storm, Raiders, Eels, Cowboys. That's it. All right, William, here's a couple of questions from the old Twitter sphere. Right on. Uh, hit me. Who is your favourite club mascot? Stanley the Steeler hasn't been found yet. Who's your favourite club mascot? Oh, probably the Bulldogs one. The Bulldogs one? Yeah, he was good. Like, he used to knock around with us and, like, I used to hit him in the head when he's got it on. And we, but because we used to, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like, do you remember Jamal Alessi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great friend of mine. Just hilarious before games. He'd fucking come through the game <laughs> with the Bulldogs mascot on. That's how much we used to concentrate before games. With the mascot uh, head on. You know how big that bulldog uh, head is? And we used to, and we used to, and they used to leave it at Belmore. So blokes used to have to, everyone used to wear it. And it was, ugh. 
It would be a rotten little sweaty thing. But yeah, I've got got good times with the um with the mascot. He's he's a great bloke. I remember the South Queensland Crusher one. I yeah. don't even know what it was. How do you how do you mascot what is it? What's a crusher? crusher? It was the worst the train, wasn't it? No. They deserved to get kicked out of the comp. <laughs> then uh Raymond Fatila Mariners, Mariners, uh, do you think he can reclaim his form? Um, that can many consider him one of the game's best edge forwards after so long out. Um, I hope so. He's been working so hard and he's had a lot of setbacks on his foot injury. He's completed a whole week of training this week. He's been outstanding. It's gonna you gotta be patient with these injuries. It might might take him till next year to even hit some form or the back end of this year. But we do um I wish him all the best. I want him to come back and be straight back where he was, but I'm, I'm a realist. I know it takes a while with your foot, timing, fitness, all these other little uh, variables that go into into coming back from a massive injury. Like I understand how many games he's played in the last two years, single figures. Yeah. You know, so like, be patient with him. Obviously, he's coming back into a side that's struggling a little bit, but he can really add something on an edge because he's a proper edge forward. Well said. And Domo has asked a question, but we've already answered it when we talked about the Warriors. So, unlucky Domo. Domo. <laughs> have a listen, Domo. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of right. the show. Geez, I've done yeah. well here. You have done well. I've done well. Uh, get gosh. on our website, masonstake.com. Uh, Twitter, we'll just be like, we'll be just doing random games. So just get on Twitter and just ask some questions, rate and review, all that kind of bullshit. So, um, yeah. Enjoy your week. You're good at the NBA. Uh, that's <laughs> awful. What else are we going to do? What game are we going to do? All of them. Right. I told you that. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mays. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 